0: This episode of Traveling with AAA is brought to you by Rush My Passport, one of the most trusted names in online U.S. passport and travel visa expediting services. With personalized service and application review, AAA members can avoid costly delays and common mistakes by ensuring each application is done correctly the first time. Get your vital travel documents fast with Rush My Passport, for complete details, visit tripleabrushmypassportcom podcast.
1: Doing it for the gram is a phrase we hear tossed around a lot these days, whether you're posing with a hand tilted toward the leaning tower of Pisa or teetering dangerously on the edge of a cliff in the Grand Canyon. Before social media came along, we probably didn't realize how unoriginal and how dangerous many of these hotspot photo ops might be. Today, we're continuing the conversation about the influence of social media on our travel experiences with one of my favorite industry pros. Jeff Jenkins is the mastermind behind the travel website, Chubby Diaries, and the infectious personality behind the National Geographic show, Never Say Never with Jeff Jenkins. His global adventures inspire people of all shapes and sizes to seize the moment and get out now to explore the world. Since starting his blog in 2018, he's used social media as a tool to help build his business and create community. He joins me today to talk about the perks of social media and its downfalls.
0: Hi, Jeff. Hello, hello, my friend. How are you? I'm so excited to talk to you today.
1: I'm so proud of your show, and I want you to tell all of our listeners about your show. How did you start?
0: So, yeah, I used to be a high school choir teacher. I did that for nine years, and I decided that I didn't want to teach anymore, and I needed to figure out what I was going to do. I went on a mission trip into Rwanda to go build gardens. And while we were there, me and my friends, we decided, like, yo, this community needs water. So we came back and started a water well project. And the fact that we were able to go to Rwanda and build these water wells None of us was engineers. I didn't know how water came out of the ground. Like, if we were able to take an idea and turn it into a concept and do it in a whole another country, I was like, man, what do I truly want to do? And so I asked myself when I was on that trip building those wells, like, if money wasn't an option, if whatever was to happen to you was to happen to you, whatever you were to dream up was to happen for you, what would you do? The big goal or big dream I really want is to like travel the world, help people and get paid to do it. And so that's what took me down this journey of entrepreneurship. I started Chubby Diaries in 2018. Once I figured out what my niche was to help chubby people travel the world, talk about plus size travel, that's when I was like, yo, I'm, I'm in a good spot here. It's
1: such a great idea. And it's obviously been a successful one. What role has social media played in your success?
0: Social media is your own like media company, and that's what I use it as. It's like my calling card in a sense to build community. I feel like building a community is the thing that actually helps get to the goals that I want to. One of my friends was like, for publications to write about you or anything like that, you have to give them a story worth writing. I think it was a point in time to where nobody was talking about plus size travel in a way that I was. And I wanted to change that narrative. I wanted to redefine what travel looks like. I wanted to show people like, hey, you can travel the world no matter your size. I'm not here to promote obesity. My whole main goal is to get people to travel the world and live life now and enjoy themselves right now and not wait until they get to their ideal weight or whatever the societal says they have to be at. And so it's just been fantastic. But social media has been that tool that gets you further because once I started doing social media, I could tell people to go to my blog. From the blog turned into me becoming like a journalist, a writer for different publications. That was when I also got started getting recognition from different publications, winning awards and things like that. And that all stemmed from social media.
1: Now, on the flip side, even in our industry, people use it and it has negative effects. Are there places that you went to before and now you've gone back and you're like, wow, this has been a big change and maybe you can attribute it to social media?
0: I do think that there is more of let's go to these hot spots kind of thing. So the places that normally might not even been as like popular are now popular because of social media. So I see a lot of that now in the landscape than I did before and you're just also seeing like hole in walls places that never was even meant to be popular are now popular.
1: Is there a hot spot or two that comes to mind on Instagram that maybe is is overrun now due to social media?
0: Yeah I mean the whole of Bali I would say is oversaturated and the traffic in Bali is like out of this world and there's, like, so many, like, Instagrammable places in Bali. The shrine where you think that there's water, but it's a mirror that's acting like water at the temple that you can, like, take a picture in front of. You know which one I'm talking about? The columns?
1: I do. It's like your reflection, and there's, like, a guy there that helps you take the picture so you get this gorgeous photo of you in a temple, like, reflecting, but it's not even, it's not even real. It's a setup.
0: Yeah, totally a setup, and so... You question even some of that. So it's it's interesting. And I don't know, like social media to me is, it's not, I wouldn't say that it's fake, but I definitely can say it's misleading.
1: How do you avoid the trap of... Doing what everybody else is doing when that's kind of what Instagram in particular rewards.
0: One thing that I've learned is that a lot of people aren't following everybody. So people might follow me, but they're not following you. So me doing it is still a novelty to the audience that I'm with. Like I just went rock climbing, like people go rock climbing every day. But me doing it is totally different. But I think for in life and like if we're on somebody else's dime, if we're on somebody else's platform, which is, i.e., all of social media, it's not ours. You got to play the game. As much as you want to do your own stuff, which you can, the things that get rewarded is the game that they have you playing. Like that's their rules. That's their guidelines. So I don't come in trying to like change social media in that kind of way. It's really fun being able to talk to so many actors or hosts, TV hosts of other shows and hear what they say, like the successful ones are the ones that's playing the game. It's still a game. And if you play it well, you get rewarded well. But that does not take away from what you're putting out or the authenticity of the work that you're putting out. I want to inspire people when they come to my social media or even watch my TV show. I want to educate them when they come to my social media and, and TV show. So It's still educational, entertaining or inspirational. Like, so it's doing it, but it's just doing it for my audience.
1: I think the best creators know how to toe that line of being their authentic selves, but also playing the game of Instagram and TikTok and knowing how to end up in somebody's algorithm. Not because you want their eyeballs for selfish reasons, but because you do, you have your purpose. You want to educate, you want to inspire. You can take that picture at Horseshoe Bend or in front of the Eiffel Tower. And then it's the caption or your voiceover that's giving information that can only come from you. So your specific experience. Here's some tips on Horseshoe Bend. What time you should go? What time you absolutely shouldn't go? What kind of footwear do you need? Is it hot? Should you bring water? Like those kind of things are the measure of a good creator. Finding one with the ability to be authentic and give you context and also make sure that you actually see their content. There's a balance. And I know I struggle with that as a creator. Like, I don't want to pull people away from their families and have them scrolling for 10 hours a day. But I do want to provide something useful.
0: I think as much as social media is, like, cool, I've even seen it from Gen Gen Zers now to where, like, they have smartphones, but they want to go back to not smartphones. So, like, people are wanting to get away from technology, and I still think that will be a thing because Human nature and human connection is what people yearn for more than just being in front of the TV. But kids, kids are knowing those studies. They're knowing those statistics about being on your phone and like what it does to you mentally, emotionally. I'm not that scared about the future. I think the scariest part is right now. Us just allowing us to consume so much and it's like us eating ice cream Everybody's just been eating the ice cream, not knowing that it's gonna give you diabetes by the end of it.
1: And now the AAA Travel Minute, brought to you by Rush My Passport, the most convenient way to get a passport in a hurry. If you plan on traveling internationally, including taking a cruise out of the U.S., then you'll need a valid U.S. passport. Most countries require that you present a passport that's valid for at least six months after the planned travel dates. Recently, U.S. passport renewals have taken longer than usual. If you're in a time crunch, talk to your AAA travel advisor about options for expediting the renewal process. In addition to a valid passport, many popular destinations in Asia, Africa, and South America require a tourist visa as well. So talk to your AAA travel advisor about expediting visas too. A current photo is required to apply for a passport or tourist visa. AAA members can save on government approved passport photos at a local AAA branch. This AAA Travel Minute has been brought to you by Rush My Passport, the most convenient way to get an expedited passport in a hurry. What I'm hearing is that it's up to us to make those decisions. What is responsible to share? Is it responsible for me to go to this destination? how can i use social media like what is its best use and as creators we have to think about that every trip really everything we post we want to consider is this helping somebody
0: if you're just putting it out just to put it out i feel like it's it's so vain i know people with literally a million followers and i make more money than they do and i was before the tv show but i was cuz i was bringing value to my audience value-based content. So even if you're looking at doing this as a job, like you have to bring value to your audience. and You want your audience to be engaged and will follow you anywhere kind of thing.
1: It's more challenging than ever because there are so many people in this space. And
0: Instagram is like making everybody into influencers right now.
1: If everyone is an influencer, then nobody's an influencer. The bottom line is you just have to do you.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you on that one. That is very true. It's an interesting time right now.
1: To the people who say social media has ruined travel and ruined specific destinations, do you have a sort of a counter argument to that?
0: I feel like they're gatekeepers. Like, they're just holding on to it. I do understand it in some ways, but not realizing that there are so many economies that depend on tourism, and that's what they deemed as their way of making money. It was like, hey, we have something here. Let's use it to our advantage kind of thing. I don't think that social media is truly ruining travel.
1: No. In fact, it's probably...
0: Helping it in some ways.
1: Helping so many people to stay in business and to make a living. You think about the destinations that are mostly travel-focused. So like a Hawaii. So much of Hawaii is geared toward visitors. And so when something terrible happens like a fire, that's rough for people.
0: Being a responsible traveler, that's my like go-to stick that I've stuck to and I learned it from being in Hawaii. What does responsible tourism look like? How do we be responsible? How do we leave a place better? Like not us coming over to be the savior but coming alongside people to help in in a way too and not just taking but also giving.
1: Yes. That's poignant because that's what it should be about. And hopefully people are using their social media to convey that. It's not just what gorgeous picture can I take of myself in this beautiful rice patty with a swing. What does that tell us about the destination and the people and, and who they are and their culture?
0: Yeah. You want to know something though? There was some statistic and I forgot. It was a crazy, like up the, like maybe 70 or 80% of the people said that if, I could not take a picture in the destination I was at. Would you go? It was some crazy, like, astronomical, like, 70-something percent of people was like, no, I wouldn't go. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Wow,
1: that is pretty shocking. It really points to the reason for travel not being about the experience. Are you going for yourself or for the likes?
0: That's how, like, our mindset works these days. Back in the day, as a, like, younger traveling I was like, how does somebody want to just stay on an all-inclusive resort and you're in another country? And i like, staying in an all-inclusive resort here in America, Strew, true, sure, I'm fine with that. But in another country? No, I want to go explore that country. Now I'm over here like, you know what, that don't sound that bad right now.
1: I'm the same way. I used to be the go, go, go. Like, you got to do everything while you're there. You can sleep when you're dead. Like, you fit as much as you can into that itinerary. And I'm like, listen— What if we just stay at the hotel and read books for four days?
0: That would be amazing. What? I want to do that right now. It's the yin and yang to it all. And so I'm hoping that people find a way to do that a little bit more, too, because that's what mom and pops were doing back in the day. They weren't actually venturing past the resort gates. And so we've been like the ones like really champion, like, you know what? Let's go past that. Let's go do more.
1: Experiential millennials, that's what our whole thing has been. And yeah, there's something to be said for balance and rest. And that's not always something that our age group, I think, has valued. And now that we're, you know, geriatric millennials, as they call us, we're realizing the value of, of rest and just turning your brain off. Not every trip has to be like the ultimate learning experience, you know, cause that's not exactly restful. You have to balance your, your trips out in a way that honors you, your body, your mind, and just everything.
0: I mean, that's all I'm on right now. Like, literally, I'm, I'm practicing the art of boredness. When I was doing the TV show, like, it was like experience after experience. Like, I, it's, it's a lot. I just remember being like, yo, like, you have no time to process. But it was like, hey, are you ready to go do this? I was like, no, you had me hanging off a, a, a cliff like just earlier today, like I'm not even thinking about the other stuff. I'm still like, I need to. like
1: seven days <laughs> off, man. <Yes.
0: laughs> so I asked the director of photography, one of the head camera women, who actually was on the show. She did like Amazing Race and like Naked and Afraid, like all these different shows, real great travel shows. And I was like, well, how do y'all, how do you deal or process the experiences? She was like, I go stare at a tree, and I said, huh. <laughs>
1: amazing advice.
0: <laughs> I was like, you know what? I should try that. Like I really was like and it made sense and it worked and come to find out I was just always on the go. And so I just needed to be home. The more I've been home, the more I've been able to scale my business, the more I've been able to think about trips that I want to take and think about ideas and how to make it cooler when I go and do it. So
1: I learned that too. I was doing trip 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 for years. And then at one point, I was like, I don't even want to go anywhere. And that was a hard thing for me to grapple with. I'm like, I'm a travel blogger. I have to go somewhere. That is my job. And I was like, you know, I don't have that same passion that I used to. And a lot of that just boiled down to not processing in between and not resting. And we we see on social media, it looks like everyone is everywhere all the time. Because that's what we share. We don't share, I'm at the grocery store.
0: This social media stuff is... It's a lot of fun, but it also comes with a lot of headache and it feels like a roller coaster ride all the time.
1: You don't realize how much you need the rest and the downtime, your brain needs it, your body needs it. It's something that we have to keep an eye on as creators, as just regular people, as people traveling. You gotta keep it in check.
0: Gotta check it.
1: Jeff Jenkins, thank you for joining us. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. This podcast is a production of Auto Club Enterprises. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a review. I'm Angie Orth. Thank you for traveling with AAA.